0: what's up everyone how's it going it's theory pre-med theory pre-med is a podcast following the journey of three pre-med students mo todd and nathan we talk about our path and experiences as we bring in guests that will connect pre-meds around the world if you're thinking about med school or healthcare, our podcast will give you the ultimate student perspective also of course as always shout out to chapman radio for giving us this space we need to make the podcast happen how's yeah. it going everyone what's up good
1: we're on spring break. It's coming yeah. to an end.
0: Yeah, yeah. spring it's, break it's is great. <laughs> Very no. relaxing.
1: But part of me wants to go back to school, productive days again. I don't know. Yeah. I've been taking like four naps a day. <laughs>
2: That's the life, though. I mean, I, I, I keep I keep though. telling Mo about um about sleep debt. He doesn't believe in it. It's not a thing. There's no way. I kind of say it as just a joke. <laughs> but you know, I've, I've got to like recover four years the sleep to catch up on. Debt. Take a three-hour oh, nap. Yeah. I'm just recovering my sleep debt, guys. <laughs>
1: Do you guys actually think it's re- Nathan? Do you think it's real?
2: No, no. I mean, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like
1: if, if it was, I feel like that'd just be nuts.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think it's like it's like it's no, not it's as not linear. Like, uh-huh. Uh, it's not like okay, you I, lose two hours last yeah. year. you have to make it yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know,
0: in your sixties, be like, oh, I gotta get those two hours back from when I was eighteen. You retired. Yeah. Hey, yeah.
1: <laughs> what if like once we die, that's what we're doing? Just sleeping. Whoa! <laughs> well, <I> mean,
2: <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that no one accumulates more than like a few years at least. If it's a exponential
0: exponential <laughs>
2: perhaps find out next episode. Yeah. We'll research <laughs> you, that for you. Research <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So back to spring break. Uh how how's your guys' spring break? Uh Either one of you want to start?
0: Uh I'll start. Um I mean it was pretty good, pretty relaxing. Uh I went I went home. Uh, I hung out with my girlfriend, uh, we did various things, uh, we went to a couple restaurants, uh, a couple nice places, uh, went to a park, played some tennis, which was fun. Did you win? Um, I barely, she's actually really good at tennis, she played in high school. But you uh, barely won still? I-, I barely won still, just because, you know, gotta try hard, you know. Of course, of course.
1: of course. Lies. She probably won.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. She can, uh, she can watch <laughs> this episode back. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it was pretty relaxing. Uh, and I, I did almost nothing. So that's good. How about, about you guys?
1: You? Me? Um, for me, I, I had a pretty like calm spring break. I'd say, uh, just chilled at home. Oh, I, I got a new video game, Gran Turismo Seven, a racing, How is it? racing game. Love it. It's amazing. I kind of like cheated in a way. I would say because Uh-oh. because I got the re- the launch edition, which gives you like a hundred thousand dollars in game money. I wish okay, like, it was not, really, not real life? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, So then th- I got like all the super like fast cars to start off with. Okay. So I've just been smoking all these like cars and like <laughs> beginner miss- missions and just racking up on more points. Right. Um, so it's been really fun. I've been playing it. I haven't played it actually as much as I wanted to. Um, that's just because that's because I've been coming onto campus and I started my research stuff, like figuring out all the procedures and things like that. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and then I guess before we talk about our visit to our first med school that we visited, I, um, I'll hand it over to Todd so you could talk about his spring break.
2: Wait, I have I have one question though, like about the game. Are you gonna go back and play it like without the OP cars, or Are you just gonna roll with
1: well, it? Okay, so. Not all the missions use OP cars, right? So the majority of them, it's like you're given a car and you have to, like, (laughs) you have speed trials and stuff like that. Yeah. But then a lot of the easier missions, they let you use whatever car you have. So I guess either way, like, even if I had a small, like, a smaller, slower car, I would have been able to win. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, Yeah, anyways. So I went to Las Vegas. I stayed at my girlfriend's roommate's house. um, And we kind of just spent the week... um, you know, around kind of the neighborhood that she grew up uh, in and just the places around that. It was pretty fun. It was relaxing. It was pretty chill. Um, you know, obviously, I'm still 20, so I'm not doing, you know, the classic Vegas. I'm not gambling. I'm not partying, all that type of stuff. But the, like, the things that we did were fun. Some of the highlights were um, going to this coffee place called Dutch Bros. I don't drink coffee, but they have, like, other drinks and stuff. Like, they have, like, blended energy drinks and stuff that were, like, really okay. good. Um, we did an escape room in Las Vegas, and cool, those were pretty cool. fun. I was in there, like, fun because... Did you guys get out
1: quick? Or? Of course we did. Okay. We yeah, got you out. Had, you guys mean, had Todd.
2: You guys had Todd. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, everyone contributed. But it was fun. It was really fun. I really liked doing those. Um, we Also, one day, we went to this puppy store. Which they don't have in Cal like they don't have them in California, but they had one there, and it was it was a lot of fun. There were there was this really uh, really cute puppy. His name was Harvey. He was a Siberian Aww. Husky. He was really cute, and we played with him for a little bit. That's awesome. Um, and then yeah, last highlight that I think we're gonna converse on a little bit is we saw the Batman, the new Ooh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Batman movie. Um, yeah, we I we think, all went separately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, Personally, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Um, what did you guys think? I think it sucked.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I think it was just overhyped on all mm-hmm. the social media. So when okay. I got into it, I thought I was expecting a lot more from it. I'll say this the cinematic, like the, sh- the shots, the actual filming yes. of the movie was yeah. amazing, like beautiful. But the actual storyline sucked. Yeah. Let me ask you this, right? What did Batman accomplish?
2: He blew up. He got the city blown up.
0: Nothing happened. Here's the problem. I couldn't tell you because I actually slept through the last (laughs) half hour of the movie. So that's the problem. But you know what? I actually enjoyed like the the first part of the movie. It just I watched it so late at night and I was already like pretty sleepy. So Um, it was enjoyable for me. The problem I have with it is that, you know, people were saying it was like, it's the best Batman movie yeah, so far, which is not true. I mean, if you've ever seen The Dark Knight... Way better. It ...is so good. And and Heath Ledger Ledger's Joker is it was my favorite movie. It's it, so good. It will, okay. So, I mean, it's it's not going to top The Dark Knight for me, unfortunately. You can go.
1: I'll say this. I think also something that contributed to my experience was just the theater I went to. It was super packed. It was... We s- I think the movie started like at 11.30 at night or something like that. And someone decided to bring their baby to an 11-night <laughs> cl- <o'clock>, like <laughs> movie know. that lasts three hours. It's rated R, too. And that baby was crying the entire time, and the parent wouldn't like just walk out. They would mm. just wait like a whole five minutes, and then the baby would just keep on crying, and then they would walk out. It was, it was a terrible experience. And then the person next to me was super sketchy. Mm. Um, and I don't know... It, it's just, like, some people give you those sketchy vibes, um, and I don't know. It's just, it was it was not the best experience. Okay. So, yeah. I guess everything added up.
2: Yeah, for me, I guess, like, I've never been a DC fan, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've never, you know, really been into Marvel the Halloween. DC movies. Yeah. yeah, like, I always watch the Marvel movies, and I know what's going on in, like, that whole universe. Me too. But I never, like, I never really was into, like, Wonder Woman or, like, Aquaman. I didn't even mm-hmm. watch the Aquaman, Aquaman movie. Aquaman was um, pretty good, though i didn't watch it i don't i've heard it's pretty good yeah it is it is but yeah i never really watched previous batman movies or like if i did i don't really remember them just because i'm not that into it but i guess in a way like i heard it was good from like social media and stuff but i didn't think like i didn't hear like amazing like hype about it like too much hype about it i think like mo said but i think that that contributed to um you know like i didn't have you know amazing expectations or really any expectations at all going into the movie so I think maybe that's why I thought mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. like pretty good um, because I really thought that like the the w- the ambiance and the way that they set up like the the setting I thought it was like a really cool setting the way that it's like kind of like this crime riddled city um and i I thought that Robert Pattinson
1: I just wish that there was more action, yeah, it was very like slow stretched out.
2: Yeah, and that's kind of what I liked about it, though, because it was kind of like a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I don't really have the other movies to compare mm-hmm. it to. I guess, yeah. So that's also something.
1: No, but I really enjoyed the shots when they were when Batman was on his like motorcycle going to the city and stuff. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, like those shots were really cool. They, I, I don't know. A like, lot of the shots were cool, even, like when
0: they're on the you know on the roof. Yeah, exactly. Down yeah. Those were good.
1: Those yeah. were really, really, really good. Yeah. So th- that part of the movie was amazing with that
2: yeah, yeah. I, I thought like the world and the ambiance was, was the coolest part it was just like dark everywhere um, yeah but
1: isn't it crazy how all that's like a simulation right that's like all a computer made and it looks so real it's true I mean I don't know I just find that like pretty crazy yeah
2: I don't I don't think about that too much but because I don't I don't know exactly how much of it is and like
1: oh no it's the, I was watching it behind the scenes it's all like br- blue screens and stuff Mm. It's it's crazy. Yeah, and that's cool. They're just standing on like the like for example the roof scene. They're literally just standing on on blue like everything. Oh wow. Yeah, and then they just produce all that. That's sick. It, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's it's, it insane. Is. it's really cool. Yeah, because yeah. someone had to draw that. Like if you really think about it, it it's it's insane. It is really cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. yeah. <laughs> I'm giving
0: you. Yeah, just one thing like one one more thing like, uh, the movie was like really good visually, um, but. I didn't really like the characters so much. Uh, Batman was really cool, but I didn't like uh, the Riddler. Um, I mean, he was he was okay, but he I, didn't have
1: that Riddler vibe.
0: Yeah, he, I was I was looking for like a more classic. Riddler. H- have you watched the G- Gotham on Netflix? I
1: haven't. But yeah, so like that's I watched that, and no. to me that was okay. like way different.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't really like uh, Catwoman, or I guess the Penguin was okay, but he felt like really. He was really like hot. I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't I didn't really like her character, but um anyway, the Batman was sick. the vengeance <laughs> thing was that was really cool oh, the the opening vengeance. scene was really cool yeah, yeah. so right. <laughs> yeah,
1: cool. so Todd and I actually visited our first med school ever right yeah i th- I've never visited first a med like school. formal tour formal tour there we go yeah it was pretty fun um it was nice seeing especially a brand new school it was c u s m um
2: Jesus. California University of Science and Medicine. Yep, uh,
1: we got to meet. I mean, the faculty was pretty, like, amazing. Really nice. Um, when when I went there, I definitely felt that it was it had Chapman vibes. I don't know if you got that, because um, just how like friendly the, the, the faculty were. Um, but I think the one thing is I nev- I don't have anything to compare it to, um, just because I haven't really visited any other med school.
2: Yeah. Uh, you could definitely tell that the faculty were super close-knit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something that was, like, really cool. Um, like, everyone obviously knew each other, and it seemed like they knew each other pretty well. Or, like, they've all collaborated and stuff. Because it is a pretty, um, like, relatively, I mean, small school, right? It's super small. Yeah, like, because, a lot smaller than I expected. Yeah. I mean, they have two programs, right? It's the... Masters. And yeah, then the, the master, the MBS, and then the MD programs. So um, I guess probably I want to, like... 200 students because each
1: class is 130
2: yeah oh okay yeah yeah Yeah, so it's a lot per year i guess so
1: 130 per year and then 60 for the masters yeah so 190 a year yeah
2: but that was yeah essentially it was like chapman vibes but it was i feel a lot more condensed even Mm -hmm. than chapman like it it was was smaller wow yeah yeah it's like it's way smaller um it's like the building was probably the same size as Keck, or maybe even a little oh, bit. Oh, I think smaller. Smaller. that makes sense. So, I mean, if it was, like, literally just Keck, then maybe that that would be, like, a representation.
1: It of was, like, the size of the Fowler side. Okay.
0: Wow. The whole maybe, maybe a little bigger. Maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. A little bit bigger. Yeah. But around there. That makes sense. That's about mm-hmm. the size of uh, my girlfriend's nursing school as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, but either way, like, it was... You could tell everything was, you know, close-knit. A lot of mm-hmm. people knew each other. A lot of the students, as we were walking through the tour, knew the professor who was giving us a tour. Mm-hmm. And it, it seemed pretty cool overall.
1: I mean, I think the cool thing about it, too, like, in all the study rooms and stuff, they had their own, like, pantries where they just had food and all that. It was kind of like, mm. it was more of a, of a cart with a whole bunch of snacks, but it was, like, pantry vibes. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. You didn't see that? I noticed that, mm. um, especially in the lobby area, those those big study rooms. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just because
2: yeah. the students have, like, study rooms that they use for, I think, like, the first two years that their they're Their colleges, there. right? Yeah, and then they just buy, like, snacks and stuff because uh-huh. those rooms are, like, for their college exactly. or, like, for their, basically, like, their group. They have some dank...
1: Coffee machines, dude. Yeah, okay. they have the cool the, the, the BMW cool, ones.
0: Cool coffee machines. Cool. You see the
1: BMW? It's it's, it's really good. <laughs> I got a hot chocolate.
0: It was. I'm gonna have, have to. Good. Okay, nice, nice. I like hot chocolate, but yeah. um, I'm probably gonna have to start drinking coffee as we approach medical school, <laughs> so to keep awake. We'll probably so work. That's definitely a. a we'll pull.
1: probably work on getting the the dean of CUSM to come on, hopefully. Dean of admissions. Dean of admissions, yeah. So that'll be yeah. a, something to look forward to. I know we mentioned it in the past, but. We have to email him, figure that out, um, just because he has a busy schedule and we can only record on certain days. Mm -hmm.
0: So that's really awesome. that will be fun. Can't wait to have him. Uh, so yeah, uh, this episode guys, we're going to be talking about, um, studying, studying habits, um, how to, how to study. Um, so, you know, just to give some context, uh, what have we been studying for recently? Um. Well, let's talk, we can talk about science. that. <laughs> yeah. Science. The OCHEM <laughs> test uh, that happened last week was uh, was a big thing that we studied for. Uh, what do you guys think of that?
1: Well, okay, I, I'm going to take a step back and say, I think it de- the way you study depends on the class, and even if it's science, I think there's different ways to study for different classes. For biology, it's completely different than chemistry, and I'm sure that's going to be completely different than physics, which we haven't, we haven't taken yet. But... And I, th- I think that's where you need to l- look at what that's where you need to connect with um, people that have taken the class already to see how the material is given, how the material is tested on and mm-hmm. things like that to make that plan. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically for OCAM, at least for myself, I've found that doing a, a crap ton of practice problems helps just because you get all the mistakes out of the way and while doing that you're able to correct little things and a lot of it too is like with the reagents and things like that mm-hmm. it's let's be honest it's like memorization um and to, to by doing those practice problems that's how you kind of figure that out and remember it
0: yeah uh, you I don't know. you don't just sit down and memorize yeah. them you you do practice problems mm-hmm. that they're involved in and that's how you remember
1: but then for like gen bio i think it was completely different that's where it's more of like straight up concepts and Mm -hmm, um where you need to like uh, for example glycolysis right yeah um you need to figure out how that like oh the nadh plus and like gets reduced like all that stuff like that right you need to figure all that out um but yeah that's kind of been my experience with that
2: yeah i'm kind of going back to ochem it the thing is like yeah you could sit there and memorize every single reagent and know its reaction specifically But the problem that you'll run into with that is that you have to kind of know how they interact as well, Mm -hmm. like how the reagents will interact or how doing this step and then this step is going to affect, you know, each other. And so that's why, you know, with stuff like OCHEM or overall subjects that are just kind of more procedural, like Mm -hmm. math and like OCHEM is to do those practice problems to get yourself engaged in, um, you know, understanding kind of how it works procedurally. And that's kind of how I'm expecting physics to go. Yeah. But we're not 100% sure yet. Um, in terms of biology, definitely, at least for like the general biology classes, it is more, definitely more conceptually based than like Gen Chem is. And yeah, I think the strategy that you kind of want to take there is being able to, you know, talk out the concepts, being able to, you know, if you were talking to your friend or, or you were in conversation with someone, would you be able to talk about them or explain it to them, too?
0: Yeah, that's why our professors had us uh, do a bunch of concept maps. Yeah, I was, I was about to talk about that. Yeah. They, uh, just to connect all the ideas that are, are coming together in different chapters, different concepts. That's something you don't have with uh, math or, or chem. It's more straightforward. Oh, my God. Um, you just
1: reminded me. I have to make a concept map for genetics. Oh really? It's it's so many terms too. It's like it's oh, like okay. forty different terms. yeah uh.
0: yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot. Yeah. And
1: but that's why it's so hard because like you need it's like a story that you need to tell, and if you're able to tell it, then you know it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, and you're you're having a hard time, then that's where you have to go back and figure out, hey, where 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 are those missing gaps that I need to kind of get like learn right, mm-hmm. so then I could connect everything together.
2: Yeah, and kind of also adding on, um, especially for something or just to give an example I guess for the class that I'm like a supplemental instructor for biology t- um, which is like evolutionary biology you know there's kind of this misconception that I've kind of noticed among the students where they or, like the professor and I have like noticed and like talked about with each other is that you know the the students are just mem- like memorizing the concepts and like memorizing definitions but then you know in order to kind of succeed you kind of have to know how they all interact or how they all apply and that's something that I was especially trying to touch on for like the preparation for their exam which was um like last week's Thursday and that's something that I was trying to get them to kind of see you know because you have to know more than just the definitions a lot of the times you have to know how they interact too.
0: Yeah exactly one thing in common with uh a lot of our bio classes is that if you learn something right at the beginning of the semester, there's there's no guarantee that that will go away. I mean, oh, yeah. it's it's gonna intersect through pretty much everything that you learn. Uh, chem and, and math, uh, it's it's not like that. It's it's kind of uh, well, sometimes it is. You I mean, know, you okay, learn everything builds on itself. It yeah. does. You're right. It does build on itself, but there may be a section or two that it, you just kind of jump past, and it, you know, you you relearn it for the final, but it's not like carried mm. through. Uh, Especially with calculus.
1: Everything does come back. It's just not, like, certain things are not as in-depth as you learned it. Mm, That's true. Like, for example, Gen Chem material. I mean, we're still using it now in ochem. It's just not as in-depth. Yeah.
2: And I think something that's really important is kind of understanding that a lot of the general classes that we've taken, at least freshman and sophomore year, are, like, those foundational classes, and they're training us not only in learning what the material is and like, because it's gonna come back later, um, but also getting you to think like a scientist, you know, or think in terms of science. or think in, like in terms of like scientific theory and things like that.
0: Exactly. I like, mean, one of
1: my our professors last semester, when we were talking to him about um, calc um, being one of the requirements for biochem majors or multivariable calculus, um, he told us like, to be honest, Yes, you probably won't need to use it as much as you you need, like, OCHEM and all that stuff, right, in your career. But the bigger part is is the way you kind of program your brain to think. Exactly. By going through that entire, like, class, right? Because multivariable calculus is a completely different thing than anything that you're going to be doing as a biochemist, right? Mm -hmm. But just that critical thinking that you're training your brain to do that's going to be able to help you in those upper-division classes. And I feel like as a student, that's kind of hard to accept just because we're so like tunnel-visioned on like our career path is what we want to do. And that's where you need to take a step back and be like, hey, how has this helped me kind of move forward with like towards my career? Like, yes, I might not be able to use it, but this is how it's helping me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was a senior taking AP Calculus, uh, th- those miserable times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember talking to someone uh, when I was kind of going through uh, college applications and and she was telling me that like how basically important you know calculus is, even though it, like it doesn't really seem like it uh, she said that colleges will use like the grade that you earn in calculus to kind of gauge you know how successful you might be or like there's been studies that show that how kind of good you are at calculus will kind of gauge how, how successful you might be or like how you think in a certain way because of the way that it, you have to think about it
0: and the way that you have to study. It, yeah. Which is yeah you know, exactly, it comes right back to how do you study? You know, if you, if you're giving the time, learning the concepts in calculus, it makes sense that you could apply those to other subjects. Um, calculus is, is hard. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it makes, it <laughs> makes total sense that colleges would think that way. So,
1: so what what are like specific ways you all study for exams?
0: Uh, for me, I mean, I just look at practice problems. I get take all the resources that are given to me uh, and pick and choose what I need. Sometimes I need all of them. Um, usually I just do SI worksheets. I do uh, practice problems. I do um, review sheets. I do practice exams. Um, just to get myself as much practice and try to expose my t- myself to every single thing that could be on the test first.
1: I was talking to a professor about this and I was asking her, hey, like, what do you think gives a student the best grade possible on an exam? She said the studying for an exam starts day one when you're first learning the material. And I totally agree with that because, in a lot of the classes I've kind of been a part of, I've noticed this is you have your reading assignments, right? You have your practice problems that you're supposed to do before class. And none of it is required, right? It's just that you're told to do it, and like you're expected to do it, but you're never graded on it. However, people kind of take advantage of that, and like, hey, I could be doing 10, o- ten different things. So I'm not going to do it. And they just come to class where it's all re-explained, usually. But I think with science, what makes it unique to a lot of different topics is you can't come to a lecture and absorb the material for the first time. You need to read it. Kind of struggle with it before you come to class, and that's where you're taking your notes. That's where you're writing everything down, and then when you come to class, that's where that's where you refine everything. Um, that's where you kind of get those gray zones answered by the lecture because of the different way that your professor's saying it. Because yeah, like textbooks suck at saying things. It's it's known, but that's where the professor comes in. That's that's kind of their job is to help you with that. Um, so I think that's like the biggest thing I've noticed with a lot of incoming freshmen, at least, um, is they they kind of they get lazy with that and they just don't do it um and they just expect to come to class and learn it yeah. but my biggest thing is just do the reading i know it, it's the one of the most boring things but it's so worth it because when you come to, cl- to class and you know what's being told to you um, and what's being lectured you're able to ask those questions and then further your understanding in it and when you're able to go deeper into it that's where you're able to understand the material even more
2: yeah I completely agree with that. Uh, I definitely think that that sort of idea you mentioned about that, like continuous learning, like it starts right away um, with doing things like the pre-class readings and and keeping up with that. Uh, Especially for me, you know, like after I read something or after I read a section in textbook, I don't, I'm not able to totally recall every single thing that I read. But the way that I think it kind of helps me is that it primes me for the information that I'm going to learn either in the pre-lecture video or during the actual class. And just to give a little anecdote, when I was, I think, a junior in high school, um, I that was kind of the transition year when classes got harder. And, you know, it, it's just like, you have to kind of devise ways to study to keep up. And I was, you know, a little struggling with like exams. I wasn't doing as well as I normally had. Um, and one of my friends was telling me like, man you, you just got to read the textbook And I was like, how like I don't <laughs> und- I literally don't see how that's gonna help yeah. me at all. But I at one point I started not doing as well on tests, so much so to the point where I was like, all right, I got nothing to lose. I might as well just try it. And so I spent the time, I took the time to read the chapters and to come up you know or to keep up with the readings. And just by doing that, it helped me do tremendously better on exams the next time around. And I think just the important thing to take away from that is even though reading at first does not seem like it, you know, does a ton for you, I think that it does, you know, over time. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I think a lot of people would be like, like, why am I wasting the time? You're just going to learn it in a lecture, you know. Uh, why am I wasting the time? Well, actually, you're not. Because the time that you save by studying it and really knowing it at the time you learn it, will, it will save you time studying for the test. And, s- and not only that, it will save you stress.
1: And I, I think the way that learning also works is it's very exponential. Uh, the more you see the material, the, 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 I guess the greater amount of retention you get from it. So if you think about it, you read, you watch the lecture video, you go to class, right? That's already three times you've learned that same material instead of two. And if you're thinking exponentially let's say two like in twos let's give it a value of two i don't know <laughs> you're doing math, yeah, out here, guys. math out of your calculus um <laughs> <laughs> uh that's that goes from four to six right um and then once you do the the practice problems that becomes even more and it just it, it just goes even more and more and more and i don't know I, th- I think personally that's like the biggest thing that biggest tip for studying is just start like put in the work start like when you're first starting.
0: Yeah. Throughout. Um and yeah, I think that's the the biggest thing that I've I've it's happened to me is getting behind even one class can be detrimental. Uh so, you know, you just stay on top of it, take a little bit of time, get yourself familiar with the information before lecture. During lecture refine it and you're you're pretty much good. Just do the homework and then uh before the test you want to review all of the materials you have and uh, and th- I think that's a really good method to, to attack studying.
2: Yeah, that's actually a, a psychology thing. It's it's the the forgetting curve. It's either forgetting curve or learning curve, but essentially, if you take time over you know a few days or over like a few weeks and learn as you go it's like active recall. Yeah, that's well, kind of it's kind a little of, different. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah. um, you know that will do so much more for you. Like exposing yourself to it over time, rather than trying to cram for it, like the, a couple of days, like the night before.
1: And I mean, it's it's not easy. It's not easy to like do that, right? I mean, like even myself, I find myself falling in that trap because you have so many classes that yeah. you, you like. You, if you really wanted to do it for every single class, it takes so much time. So I mean, to an extent, you need to figure out yeah. like a plan to do that and kind of prioritize things depending on when the exam is coming. Um, but I would say if you're struggling with something, that's something to look at. Um, especially for incoming freshmen next semester. Um, I think that's like the biggest thing, 100%. Now, I mean, you've kind of prepared for class. You've done all the, lec- the pre-lecture material and stuff. Now you're doing the practice problems because we've talked about practice problems a lot. Um, personally, I've noticed this where it's kind of 10 o'clock and now you're doing these OChem practice problems, for example, and you get one wrong. I, I think it's so easy to just kind <laughs> of move on and be like, I have 30 more to go. Um, but I think that's where putting in that extra effort to go back read and figure out what exactly went wrong is super helpful. Um, and let's say you spend an extra five minutes on it and you're not able to figure out what you did wrong. That's where office hours come in, Mm -hmm. going in asking those questions. And usually, I don't know for you guys, but whenever I go to office hours and I ask those questions, um, the professor usually builds, builds off of it. Um, like, Oh, like this was what you did wrong and keep an eye out for this, you know, because it has a similar type of concept that people usually miss. And I think that's where putting in the extra work really matters.
2: Yeah. And yeah, I, I think I too, when I get something wrong, um, you know, unless I am like super, super tired, what I do like to do is just (laughs) kind of sit there and like figure it out. Cause sometimes like I can't rest until I figure out like what I'm doing wrong. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, also, like, one thing that you did mention was the idea of, like, active recall. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: I've actually been trying to work on it because I suck at it, and that's one of my study issues, I'd say. Um, I'm very good with short-term stuff. Like, that's why I really liked uh, Dr. Agba's class where it was, like, an exam every other week because it kind of forced me to do it in a way uh, where I was constantly reviewing everything. But also, like, the the material is tested in short-term where that's super easy, I feel. Um, so, I, 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 I need to figure that out. I know you're pretty good at it. I've noticed that um, is you're able to retain material pretty well. So, why don't you talk about it?
2: Well, yeah, the whole idea about active recall is when you're studying to do activities that are more along the lines of writing or producing your own sort of study material rather than looking over the PowerPoints passively or you know, just reading and highlighting in your textbook. Um, it has shown, I guess, to do, to be a lot better in terms of learning and, and being able to kind of help retain knowledge. And one thing that I recommend um, when, my, when my students were asking me how to best study for their exam is to get your notebook, right? Get a piece of paper, and then pick a concept from your notebook and set a timer for anywhere from like two to five minutes and just write everything that you know about that topic and then after you're done with that, then to compare with your notes, and see, okay, this is what I have, but then also this is what I'm missing, right? Because, That's super smart. It's a yeah, good strategy for doing bio. that and producing it by like for yourself will allow you to, you know, know that when you're on a test and you don't have anything around you, that this is what you'll have and this is what like, you know. But then also realizing the gaps that you have in your knowledge and what you don't know is, you know, once you realize that it'll help you know it a lot better the next time around. Like, you know, if I you get something wrong and you make a mistake, then that'll help you learn better too.
1: Speaking of making the mistakes, I think that's the biggest thing I've that's personally helped me. And that's one of the reasons I always try to ask questions in class is because when you get something wrong in front of everyone, <laughs> yeah. I promise you you, you will never, ever, ever forget it again. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I first <laughs> first week of um Biotouli, I was in office hours, and uh, the professor asked, what is um, removed by the splice, of, uh, the, by the spliceosome? And I was like, oh, it's the introns. Oh, right? no, <laughs> it's, yeah, the exactly, exactly, <laughs> it's the right? exons. Exactly, it's the exons. Oh, I almost said say
0: that's That's too. tough, it's okay. So it's exons you'll never again. remember it's exons yes wait, wait no 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 it's, it's the other no way it's wrong. other yeah my because, bad yeah yeah, yeah. because yeah. i say like, yeah. like i
2: remember you told me that no, yeah, or you yeah. asked me i was like oh exon's exit yeah 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 told me it was wrong no, so, i was thinking of no, yeah, the right yeah, way My no bad. No way. Well, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: but yeah when i said i was like wait hold on i think i said it wrong way. but yeah things like that when you get it wrong you're able to like recall it because like when i said this right i said what i originally thought it was and what i originally got wrong but then I was able to like think about it. I was like, oh, wait, this sounds wrong because of this. And like oh, you you're think right. back of those Jones. conversations, right? Um, and I, I think getting things wrong and kind of learning from that is a really big part of learning.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why uh, I feel like we try to participate in class. Yeah, because if our professor asks us a question and then we we're, we always say what the answer is and we try to be confident, but then once we get it, wrong uh in front of the whole class It, it definitely hits it, you go, <laughs> Yeah. You're Jordan.
0: like, oh shoot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your body goes warm. And you're like, Oh
2: <laughs> Nah, I'm used to it. I'm I'm used to it.
1: <laughs> I mean, we get a lot of, I mean, even during SI sessions where um like you're looking at like the person next to you and you're like, Oh, I like I have a different answer and I think I'm right, right? And then yeah. you go tell them like, Hey, I think you got this wrong and then you're wrong. Oh that's that's <laughs> yeah that's tough. That one. is
0: a tough one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but that's like part of learning, right? That's why you're at an SI session. Yeah, stuff.
2: I mean, being being wrong is is great. <laughs> yeah. Like I, you you learn so much better from, yeah. from being wrong rather than saying, okay, I know this. It I, can scars just, you. <laughs> I can just I can just kind of discard <laughs> it now. But like once you you know once you get something wrong, you're like, oh shoot, I don't know this, mm-hmm. and then you learn from it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the same thing happens when you're doing your practice problems. Exactly. If you struggle with something, then you're gonna remember it. Yeah. Spend more time on it. So. It, it all connects yeah
2: so one thing that we experience as pre-meds is the grind having a study for hours and hours on end sometimes even whole days uh, in preparation for an exam and that can really total up you know and one thing that people kind of need to help uh, think about is taking breaks while you guys are studying how do you guys do that
1: For me, I think I'm kind of different to a lot of people where I like to study in long chunks and take longer breaks. Okay. If that makes sense.
2: Well, how long do you study for and how long are your breaks?
1: Well, I like to go for like an hour and a half to two hours or just straight studying, grinding things out. Like when I do my suggested problems, right, for OCHEM, I will grind all of it out in one sitting Mm -hmm. and then take a good break. I just don't, like, I I don't, whenever I do my breaks, I like to do things for a long time, right? Like, I feel like five, ten minutes isn't long enough for me to just relax. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather just grind things out and then take a break, That like, just accumulate all that time that I would have taken those short breaks
0: until one, and then start on the next thing, you know? That's just how I've kind of done it. What about you, Nathan? I kind of do both ways, Um, longer breaks and sometimes shorter breaks. I I guess it depends on, uh, like, my allotted time uh what I what I have for something. Um but yeah, I think we've talked about this before. Um usually, you know, you wanna like make sure you have something lined up for a break, whether it's like you want to watch a video or like want to eat something. Or oh,
1: YouTube is deadly
0: or TikTok. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan keep going. Right. <laughs> I have some yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh you wanna make sure you're looking forward to something. It keeps you motivated while studying. Um and, yeah, I, I usually don't go more than an, an hour of, of studying. But if there's, like, a homework assignment or, like, practice problems, I usually can invest more time because I'm more interested in, like, completing it or getting something right, you know. So, yeah. But, like, if I'm just reviewing notes, you know, I can't do that for a really long period of time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one thing I, – I, I'll take note of, uh, of most strategy of longer working and longer break because, honestly, I think that I would benefit from that because um, I do – also feel like 5-10 to minutes is not that long
1: it passes by so quick yeah especially when you watch 5 TikTok videos it's done yeah
2: and then <laughs> yeah I <laughs> that's I, I longer than you think it yeah. is I know, TikTok no, takes I know. so much time that's, that's exactly what I was gonna say because I feel like just overall I'm very easily distracted as a person uh, even you know just like while we've been recording this episode, Mo's been like hovering his hands over the buttons and that has kind of distracted me a little bit. <laughs> and I have to like really focus on not losing my train of thought. Um, I haven't even noticed what. He's... But either way, like, I, I don't know. I think as a person, I get really distracted, like really easily. Um, and yeah, so I, I do, I am guilty of falling into the trap of like TikTok and YouTube. Uh, but, you know, things have been working out. So it's okay, I guess. But either way, like, yeah, uh, I do I do like spend a lot of time obviously like sustained studying and then I like to think that I do have a period where I'm able to be like, okay, I'm just gonna put my phone somewhere else and out of sight and then it'll, it that normally helps me study. And then also for me, one big thing though that, that really does help me is listening to like music. I like to listen to a lot of like the lo-fi hip hop radios and stuff. I feel like that kind of makes me not get distracted. And it allows me to just focus on the assignment that I'm
0: doing. I've tried that, but I just can't do it. For some reason, like, I get so distracted. Well, not distracted, but it's more just, like, things get, you know, muffled. And it's, like, I, I, yeah, I, I have to have complete silence if I'm, like, really trying to to learn something. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know how people do it listening to music while I, th- I think
1: it depends on what you're learning. Like, if I'm just doing suggested yeah. problems, like, 100%, I'd put... For me, my thing is... Piano jazz music. Yeah. I, I love That's that. That's a good one. Yeah. It's just super, like, calming, relaxing. Um, and I, I can't do anything with words in it. That's 100%. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Definitely me for, for me, too, as yeah. well.
1: But when I'm trying to, like, study for a test and um, I'm reviewing material, like, concepts and stuff like that, no music, usually I can't do any of that, personally.
2: Yeah, I normally, if I'm reading, no music. Yeah, I can't do music. But for most other things... Um, like if it's just like a, if it's like a homework assignment or like more busy work ish type of stuff that I'm doing, then I'll be able to like kind of listen to stuff with words. Um, but if not, then I do like to listen to like the wordless music because I, I I listen to it, but I listen to it on like pretty low volume Mm -hmm. because I just feel like that's a lot better at kind of keeping me focused and keeping me like, you know, not getting distracted by everything else.
1: Do you guys ever, like, I I know, especially during the spring break, whenever I was, for example, taking a nap, I'm like, oh, I feel so tired. And I was like, but I could be doing, like, this other thing that I should be doing, Mm -hmm. you know? Do you guys ever, like, get that feeling and, like, you kind of feel bad about it?
0: 100%. Yeah? Yeah.
1: No, but the reason I say this is because I, I watched this thing on YouTube, and it said the reason sometimes when you take breaks and it doesn't really feel like a break is because you're thinking about those things. So if you're able to just stop thinking about that for 15 minutes and actually take your break, right, then that break will be meaningful. But if all you're doing in that 15 minute break is thinking about this other thing that you you think you should be doing, then that's not a break. You're just wasting time.
2: Yeah.
0: Exactly. One time Never that strategy, that one time like actually that could actually uh, help your studying because I guess you're right. It doesn't feel like a break, but for instance, if I'm writing like a really long essay um and i'm you know i'm kind of struggling I'm like at a block right it helps to like you know stop for like 10 minutes 100%. go on my phone and then kind of think about it in the background and then now i know oh i, I want to go this direction but like i'm not really actively thinking about it. i'm just more like you know taking my mind off of it yeah. but not completely off of it so that could actually be a strategy um but yeah i agree if you if you want to take a real break keep your mind off of everything
2: yeah, and that's kind of one thing that I was really emphasizing, at least for myself, um, in terms of, like, a longer break for this spring break because, you know, I think as far as, like, w- like us and, like, we're concerned, like, we are working constantly, right? And if you don't take those breaks, then, you know, that's going to make you, you know, tired and, like, maybe even a little bit burnt out feeling. Um, but the thing is that, you know, it's good to take longer breaks and to get away from, you know, always thinking about school 24-7 because it can be a little tiring sometimes and that's kind of what I appreciated of being able to get out of town because I was able to just kind of you know focus on something else besides school for once and kind of just experience you know like life I guess
0: yeah it's funny ever since I moved to to Chapman my house like which where I've done all my school work and and studying for my whole life feels more of like uh, I don't. I want to say it's like a vacation home, but I can't. <laughs> I can't like work there. You know, I can't put my mind okay. so It's really hard for me to like unless I really have to do something. Then you know, it, it's kind of the same feeling as you in Vegas. I'm like, I'm away from, from school. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm away from all that. I don't want to be doing stuff. So it's it's really hard. I have to get, I have to come back to like get a lot of stuff done. I don't know. Mo's looking something up right now. It's, yeah. I have no idea what. Uh, I, I
1: was. You guys reminded
0: me of a meme. I was trying to find it.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just just thinking about school and just thinking about you know your academics, your career, all the stresses that you have to endure 24/7 is is super tiring and it's super strenuous on your on your mental health. And you know I think that's why you know doing like taking breaks, even if it's like studying, versus um, like longer stretched out breaks like taking a, a vacation or something once in a while, I think that that's good in order for helping you get refreshed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Did you find your meme? No. I didn't. know. Do you have an idea of what it was? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just remember nice. the picture. I don't remember the words. Yeah,
0: it's sad. Well, too bad we can't reenact a
2: picture <laughs> on a podcast.
0: Yeah, that's true. We'll have video up soon, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah well, um,
1: our... The pr- our manager, I guess, for the radio station that we record at. Um, it's rumored that we might be getting cameras, and I thought they would be up during spring break, but I guess not. Yeah. Um, but I think when they, they'll be up, there'll be two different cameras, and they'll be facing us from two different angles. Cool. So that'd be pretty awesome. Perfect. And We're then we can YouTube.
0: be on YouTube, so you guys on can check us YouTube. out there. Yeah.
2: Um, one thing that I think does differ for us and we probably have touched on it at least a little bit is the difference between studying uh throughout the semester kind of like continuous learning that we were talking about versus when you actually need to you know all right grind time it's exam week you know how do you use how does studying you know how does that differ between like the semester versus the exam week
1: for me the biggest difference for exam week is i'll look ahead in the week figure out what like what assignments I'll have. I'll get all of that because usually exams are like Fridays, right? Fridays or Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I will grind everything out Monday and Tuesday. And then like Tuesday night, I'll just start studying. That's like my biggest because then I won't have any other distractions to worry about. Um, Just kind of like and just, yeah, that's just like how I've done it. Yeah. It's always worked out. One thing I think I definitely need to work on when I have multiple exams Mm -hmm. is balancing things out. So, for example, finals, right, you have the exams are either back to back days or like there's a day apart, something like that. Right. And something I've always struggled with and I've kind of been lucky with it where exams are haven't been back to back. And there's always been like a day or two gap is I'll just study for the first one. And then once I'm done with the first one, I'll start studying with the second one.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: But, but I feel like that could kind of be dangerous if they're on the same day or back to back because then you exactly. can't really do that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it kind of just depends. I remember last finals, I had uh, my Gen Chem 2 right, like, the day before my uh, General Bio 2 uh, finals. And I did study a lot for the Gen Chem one because that was the one that I was, like, really worried about. And then I didn't really study for the Bio one. And, and it definitely showed on my scores because I did a lot better on, on the Chem than I did the Bio. But that's something that you kind of, I do think, need to take into account is that... You know, if you need to study a lot more for one exam, like, that's fine. Just study a lot more for that one exam. But if, you know, both of them are important, then, yeah, it does come down to more of planning. You know, I'm going to study this amount for this exam uh, this day, and then i also study this amount for this day. And that's kind of a vague explanation. But, but,
1: but also what allowed you to do that, though, was the, the work you put in throughout, throughout the entire the semester. semester. Exactly. Because, I mean, that's why you study so hard for the first, second, third exam. Yeah. Or yeah, right. I mean, you're able to get really high scores. So then that like okay score that you got on the final was was kind of meaningless in a way, where it didn't really hurt your grade. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's like one thing to keep in mind.
2: Yeah, and I'd say, um, you know, for me, definitely kind of like what Mo was saying is that the exam we, or the during the semester, it's a lot more routine. You know, I have this routine that I do, um, which is backed a lot by the fact that the our chem class is very structured. we have a routine that we go through and then once it hits exam week i definitely do try to get all of my stuff done um like either either over the weekend or like monday and tuesday in order to have that time to uh, study for the exam but then i also plan okay i'm going to use this study material for this day and this study material for this day and then kind of as i get closer to the exam um like have a plan but then once it gets really close to the exam what i really like to do is doing like those practice problems that'll really relate to the exam
1: I think a big trap that a lot of people fall into when studying for exams, like I know um, one of my friends uh, was telling me about this, is when it when it's like exam day, I guess, and you have, let's say, a chemistry and bio exam on the same day, right? Um, that was
0: me last semester.
1: Final. With like bio 208 to- and 208 yeah, and no chem yeah. yeah. back to back. So with that, a lot of people will stay up super late at night, right? Oh, and yeah. And I think that that hurts, especially when it comes to, like, critical thinking on the test. Like, it's easy to do the material that's, like, oh, like, straight up, like, oh, I have this memorized. Like, I just have to write it down. But when you have to read something and, like, kind of, like, pull certain things out and, like, connect things, I think that's where it becomes difficult. But I'll also say this. I've heard teachers say sleep at 10 or 9 o'clock at night. I kind of disagree with that. Like, I would say you could probably push it to 12 and you'd still be safe. But where you stay up till 3 a.m., 2 a.m., I think that's where you're kind of pushing it especially when you have a super early morning class so that's just something yeah I've always...
2: uh yeah adding on to that um i'm a big sleep enthusiast <laughs> i totally believe in it it's just uh, an excuse
1: for you to go to sleep early yeah.
2: it's definitely but it's definitely yeah i used to i used to go to sleep like really really early last year because i think you
1: said seven o'clock once
2: no 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 not that early I, or, I'm not eight that, or something I like that it was like maybe 10. No, ten, I, ten's dude. Right.
1: I remember one time you said something, and I was like, "There's no way this dude is going to sleep that early."
2: I don't know, but either way, uh, I definitely think that you know sleeping before an exam is super important. Uh, but the thing is that it kind of depends on the person, and you know how much sleep that you kind of think that you need, but also kind of what time that you have to wake up at. You know, because yeah. last semester Mo and I had OChem at ten, but well, now we always we have our classes 9. early in the morning. Yeah. So the thing is, like, even if we slept at like 2 two a.m., we'd still get around 7 hours of sleep, but we still always kind of slept around 12 or 1. But you know, if you have a class at like 7 or 8, obviously you have to wake up a lot earlier.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I'd say like one of the reasons we always slept at 12 is because we do wake up early on exam days, especially for chemistry. Because mm-hmm. this one tip I don't think we mentioned was we wake up super early. Not super early, but we earlier. Like earlier. So person for me, I wake up an hour early. Todd wakes up Thirty minutes early, um, and then we just grind out like practice problems because it gets you in that mindset. For example, like for OCAM, right? We've mentioned that we just do suggest problems or like SI worksheet problems and things like that, and that just kind of gets the gears rolling. Yeah, and then you're able to get those early mistakes out and just kind of get get in the zone.
2: Yeah, kind of get your brain thinking. You, you pregame know, getting those pregame OCAM those <laughs> neural pathways, you know, <laughs> reignited. Oh yeah, for sure. But sleep for
0: me. Uh, I mean, I just go to sleep when I'm done studying, guys. I
2: don't really.
1: He's like, I don't have sleep. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no. I mean, I don't. I try not to stay up till two. Uh, I get to bed at, at twelve most nights. Um, and uh, th- for regular, and then for finals or exam week, uh, last semester it was it was hard because I did have that uh, that double, O chem and bio, which were which was really hard. And I ended up doing kind of medi- mediocre on both of them. Uh, which kind of sucked, but I did like every, every day before finals week kind of woke up really early, uh, and then, and then study for like, a, a quite a few hours and then had a lot of breaks and then studied pretty late at night. So that was my strategy. Didn't end up working too well, but eh. yeah. sleep is overrated. What <laughs> sleep is overrated. This Sorry, is kinda, Todd. Uh, no, nah, it's nah. kind of funny
2: though. Cause, um, our whole our psych our psychology chapter for this upcoming week is gonna be memory. So I literally that's spent a fun one. Um, like today and then also a couple of days ago just reading that whole chapter. And you know one thing that I did learn though is that sleeping is when your brain takes things that you learned during that day and stores it. You know mm-hmm. for like that long term yeah. uh, memory. Right. And so sleep is I think sleep. That's what kind of like. Why I think sleep is important. When though.
1: I'm going to uh, sleep, I'll like start recalling things while I'm sleep, like falling. Does uh, that, do you guys do that? <laughs>
2: not. I mean, sometimes. Like, no, if like I, not when I'm asleep, if like, it's like fresh, like when you're yeah, falling, when you're exactly. going to sleep. Yeah, like if it's like fresh, then you kind of like are thinking about it. Then yeah,
1: especially after reading um, or watching a video. It's
2: very true. Yeah, and then, and I then it's hard to get to
0: sleep because you're thinking about all this stuff. Yeah.
2: So.
1: Sometimes,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Sometimes, though, like when I really. Like, okay, if you guys are really like trying really hard to fall asleep, is there anything that you do to get yourself to fall asleep if you
0: can't or are you struggling? Mm. I mean I usually just like look at my phone until I fall asleep. That's really bad. Um, but th- that that usually puts me to sleep at a decent pace.
1: I'll start writing my own story. What in my head?
0: That's kind of cute
1: in my head. I don't know like but I'll <laughs> do I'll do things in like because I'm really into space and stuff. So I'll start making my own like comic in a way. Okay. That's that's all that's been something I've kind of tried. Um other times I'll put on some music. Um so it works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work. But I've never found really like a solid thing that always, always works.
2: Okay. One thing I do are the genius, everyone. Okay. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so the, mas- master. the master plan. Yeah. What I do is you know, if I'm really, really struggling to go to sleep and I really like need to go to sleep, um, what what I always do is I imagine myself on a pirate ship and I'm kind of just sailing <laughs> on the ocean. But he put himself in the Titanic. <laughs> not yeah. okay. Well, I don't know. maybe That's not pirate ship, but I not even not like pirate ship specifically, but I always kind of just imagine like the ocean or the sea and kind of just like this like calmly sailing along it, right? Um, just. Feeling like the breeze and kind of just like the lull of the water, um, but either way, you know that's what I do, um, and I think that might be because I'm really good at falling asleep in cars and on planes. I really like I don't know. I You're I just fall asleep. Right? <laughs> I don't
0: no not
2: I'm not a sleeper. How, but how do
0: you fall asleep in cars? Like okay yeah I've I've slept in cars but like it, it's not easy. It's not comfortable. I, I have to be really tired. So, I don't know. I think just the
2: motion, the constant motion is something that I kind of just kind of like, I guess. But yeah, when I am going on plane rides, like, I really look forward to plane rides sometimes because I know, all right, I'm just going to knock out this whole time and I'm going to get pretty good speed. I, I guess. I can't I, do that. A lot, yeah. I don't think a lot of other people long legs, do, long leg issues. I know. I have short legs, so I guess that's <laughs> short people, advan- short kings, short advantages. Um. We could do our segment
1: that we're kind of yeah. making yeah. more Let's usual, I guess, from now so, on.
2: So, yeah. So we started it last week because uh, I did it. But basically, it's the most premed thing to say or the most pre-med thing that we've heard. Uh,
1: so I guess I'll, I'll take it up this, this week. Um, I'll do a the most pre-med thing I've heard. And till now, I, I really hope that person wasn't being serious about this for his own good. And that person said, "I was asking about tips about like the MCAT because he was telling me I just took the MCAT and all that." And I was like, "Oh, like if you don't mind me asking, like what do you get?" He said, "I got a 527." And I was like, "Dude, like that's inc- that's amazing." You know, what he follows it up with, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm, st- I'm still studying for it. I'm gonna retake it for the 528." <laughs> and One no, point. He was being dead serious, dude. And wow. I was like, that. W- I don't know, when I just thought about this like little segment that we have, I was like, that is the most pre-med thing I've heard. And because like the chances of you like improving your score from a five twenty seven to a five twenty eight, like we haven't taken the MCAT but is I, not worth it. I mean, anyone with with a brain will tell you like it is close to zero. Cause at that point you're you're missing one, two, or three questions on like on the whole test. So like you have a solid score 99th percentile like why why do that to
2: yourself you know yeah
1: that's just pain yeah, yeah. and
2: i feel like you all, you also risk doing worse <laughs> yeah it's right if you do worse then I don't it's not as good but it's
1: like know. getting a 99% on like a super hard exam and be like oh, like i don't like this i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the 100% like yeah. like what i don't know yeah you, it's <laughs> that, was, that was very interesting that's very premed <laughs> yeah. very pre-med. premed good job <laughs>
0: Very pre-med, but kind of crazy pre-med, maybe. <laughs> yeah. crazy, crazy pre-med. Yeah, definitely. All right, so before I uh, wrap things up, anything else you guys want to talk about? Studying tips, etc.
2: Oh, actually, yeah. One thing just to add on is everybody's different. You know, you don't need to, it's kind of similar to last episode. You know, Mo, Nathan, and I all have, you know, our different methods. Everybody has their different method or what works for them and what doesn't work for them. Um, so basically, you know, what we're saying is really just suggestions and it's kind of up to each person to develop their what works the best for them. You know? 100%. Yeah.
1: And I mean, there's there might be things that work for you that we've probably never tried and that's, that's what it is, right? Everyone has a different mindset. Everyone has a different way of doing things and that's what makes you human, right? Um, and if things are working out for you, that's awesome, that's great. If things are kind of... Hard right now. These are these are some tools that you could probably use, like the practice problems before an exam. Like that's one thing. It's like if you're making those small mistakes, right? That's one way to get rid of it. You know, just try it out. It doesn't hurt. Um, and then if you find a way to build on build on it, then great. You know. Um, but yeah, again, that's, those are just suggestions from three different people. So take it with a grain of salt.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I definitely think we all have our like slightly different studying strategies. Um, and and everybody's individual. So definitely uh, just try out different things and see what works for you. So anyway, with that said, uh, I'm going to wrap things up here. We're just about out of time. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure to follow our socials at Theory Premed. That's our Instagram. Also follow our Spotify and our Apple podcast. We'll be on YouTube pretty soon. So look out for Theory Premed on YouTube, as we mentioned. Our episodes come out on Tuesdays at 8 a.m. So make sure you follow us to catch every episode. Don't miss one. Have a good week and see you later.